Adam Wright's 12 years as head coach of the UCLA men's team. He's won four NCAA championships, including one just a few weeks ago, and multiple Coach of the Year awards. He took over the women's program in 2017 and was in Bloomington, Indiana, earlier this week with his second-ranked team for a two-game series with the Hoosiers. I had the chance to catch up with him after the last of those two victories. Adam Wright. Here we are, Bloomington, Indiana. Had to come all this way, of course, to meet with Adam Wright, head coach of Met, both the men's and women's water polo teams at UCLA. Uh, thanks for your time, Adam. No, thank you, James. It's, uh, it was quite a surprise when you <laughs> sent me the email that you were going to be out here. Um, yeah, why does keep everybody keeps asking me that? Like, what are you doing here? Isn't it just natural that a guy from Austin, Texas, would be hauling, you know, his rear end up here? But yeah, it was. It worked out very nicely, and for good reason because two good matches. What a beautiful facility like never been to bloomington before and it couldn't have been better weather and it, all of that kind of stuff so um today 14 10 win yesterday 14 8 win um close games but what i'm curious about is i noticed you getting a little bit uh, vocal with your team a couple times i'm just curious what are the kinds of things that you are asking your team to improve upon well you know at this point of the year uh, especially in a year like this our opportunities are limited um, obviously, you know, we were at ASU over the weekend, um, didn't, wasn't our best, but you know, what we're, what we're striving for is to treat everything the same. So, you know, we're winning, I think at that point by four goals or so, or maybe a little bit more. Um, and that can't change the mindset because what if that was the last possession we call a timeout, um, and they have to learn to execute and they have to learn to execute when they're not at their best moment. And, um, so there's times where, you know, I have to hold them to a certain standard. It's not what I love to do. But at the same time, if we're going to really be the team we want to become, those are things that are going to be crucial, especially down the stretch here over the next uh, month or so. So traveling from Arizona here and then arriving at 1 a.m., I think, right, the night before your first game, is that something that you're, you have to manage to overcome and that's part of the, the reason that you have to stick it to them at a certain point? Yeah, and, and you know, the – the reality is, is it wasn't ideal, but actually for this team, it, it, it's good because you, you have to, no matter the environment, tired, late, long travel day, you have to be able to respond. And then, you know, there's the accountability piece. You have to hold them accountable to that. You know, it would be really easy to sit back uh, uh, and say, okay, the game's over um, and, and, and really not maximize the opportunity of every situation, you know, and, and give credit where credit's due. Taylor's done an incredible job here. This is a much better Indiana program. Um, and, 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 and quite frankly, the way I see it is, is maximizing every opportunity is also always respecting your opponent. And um, that's something that w we didn't do for one of the timeouts. And so they had to hear about it. <laughs> Uh, good, good stuff. Um, you um, and so I spoke with Coach Dotson earlier, Taylor Dotson, about this strange season and how it's become almost customary to do these back-to-back -back games. Or I don't know how you would like to describe them. You're playing twice, you know, at, at one certain facility. And she said she likes it. So I don't know if you share that opinion and if that is what we might want to be looking forward to in the future. Yeah. Look, I think there's there's several positives, right? Obviously, if you're coming all the way out here. The more games, the better for the, for the student athletes. Second, it really gives you an opportunity to see what you do on the second day, how, how you've grown, how you responded to certain things from the first day. Um, so I, it, it is a unique format, just like the men this year. You know, we would play all four teams uh, uh, every two weeks. Um, it really gave you a real idea of are you really trending in the right way? 
you know, um, the one, I think the difference between the men and the women is, is you had a two week buffer before you saw the same teams again. So you could really see which way you were trending. So I, I absolutely, uh, I absolutely agree with, uh, Taylor on that, that, um, I think it's beneficial for the girls. Um, I think it's beneficial for the, for the growth of each program for sure to see, you know, what little areas you can quickly, uh, address over the evening after the first game and, and see how, how they respond the next day. Well, in theory, the, the, the you, once you get back to, let's say, and we talked about this before we started recording, what, what is going to hopefully resemble normal in the future, you'll have your schedule where you have 20 plus almost 30 games and you won't necessarily need to go back to back games. Uh, is that, but is it still something that you might prefer? I don't, I, and is it something that we might expect? Well, I think it's a balance too, because you know, not every team played this year and we, we, as a sport, we have to take care of each other. So, you know, if you back to back or you, you double down with uh, teams from within your conference, that starts limiting people outside of your conference. And so I, I I think you got to look at it hard um, and you got to be mindful of every program because every single program is crucial for the success of the sport. Uh, you know, who knows, you know, next year, who knows, uh, maybe the, it'll, it'll still be limited to that. Uh, the hope is, is, is that uh, it's not. Um, but if it is, then I think you'll see something similar just from a, you know, from a protocol standpoint. Uh, it makes it easier on each university uh, uh, to, to have the same team over a weekend instead of a single day. We've reached the end of the first half of our conversation today and we'll return in just a moment. All of Total Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to TotalWaterPolo.com forward slash give so we can continue to cover the sport we all love in the United States and beyond. And now, part two of today's conversation. Um, Last time we met in my car in Dallas, you said something to the effect of that it was just weird to be coaching on deck with kids. You were a clinic with uh, with uh, six eight sports, right? Uh, yeah. So, um, but from a distance, it seems like California has kind of moved pretty quickly. There's CIF water polo going on, and uh, and you're playing obviously, and they're not all the teams in California are playing, of course. What can you tell the rest of the country about how things are going in California, or at least in Los Angeles? Well, you know, it's funny that you bring up uh, when I was back there. What was that, March? No, it was yeah, like August. August, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, August. That that's that's yeah. where I'm at in my headspace. So, that was the first time I had coached since March, right? Um, you know, and it was uh, twelve and unders, and I told you it was weird, and I actually was nervous, and it was actually perfect because I needed that before I started back uh, with the UCLA students. Um, the 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 reality is is um, got to be flexible things have moved at different speeds uh in california you know one day it's one thing and then it's totally flipped uh, and that's where you know really i give a lot of credit to each university for for how they're navigating this but more so the student athletes right what a tough circumstance but you know in california as far as you know I, i'm hearing now uh, rumors that you know maybe you know i heard i already know at high school games i think moms and dads are allowed to go and that might be trending that way for colleges next okay. um which would be great for you know a lot of these parents to see their kids play one last time um you know the reality is is we've been going since september uh, uh you know we we had a t- we, we let the kids go home for the holidays we thought that was important but then you know if going home means that you have at least a 10-day hold up when they come back um for protocols uh you know the 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 reality is, too, is, yeah, high school sports have, have been going. I don't know if it was sanctioned by CIF or coaches put it, put together tournaments. Um, 
the bottom line is is that the kids are playing again, and that, that's the that's the big piece. Uh, you know, we hear Jo's is is set to go, um, which would be great because you know it's not just about the high school and college kids; it's it's the kids that are really below them uh, that need to, to understand what what is water polo and is it something that really they have interest in. And, and without playing games, it becomes difficult. So, I, I think you know, knock on wood, you know, I, we're not out of we're not out of the woods per se yet, but. I think things are moving in a good way, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, this year, you know, NC2As are at UCLA, and maybe some parents will get to see their kids play one last time. Uh, speaking of which, we've not even touched on, oh, this thing that just happened recently, which was you won another NCAA championship with your men. You entered that tournament basically 5-5 five and five in conference play, and, the, and again, under these strange circumstances, but... But then it was presented as your two wins over Stanford and USC were upsets of a kind. Did you feel like they were upsets, or it was just, is it just a combination of all the the craziness that's going on this year and then not having as much competition as you normally have? Well, you know, the interesting thing most people don't know is, is we never had the same lineup on a, on a given weekend. We had uh, a true freshman, uh, Guillermo Ocasio, for example, playing his first collegiate games at the NC2As, you know. Um, our goalkeeper, uh, uh, Bernardo, was out of the conference tournament. He had been out for four weeks and then came back for NC2As. Um, and again, I brought up that word flexible. you got to constantly be, be flexible. You know, everybody had beaten each other. You know, I think, to be honest, Cal um, demonstrated early on that they, they you know, they, they were a really strong team. Um, you know, we went, I think, three overtimes with Cal. Um, we beat SC, SC beat us. We beat Stanford actually twice. Uh, before that NC2A tournament. So, you know, it, it was more so I didn't like the way that we finished uh, at home at our conference tournament. It wasn't, it, it wasn't good. Uh, but the bottom line is, is uh, I knew that if we could regroup and, 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 and play, um, play smart, that we were going to have our chance. And, you know, the, the reality is, is our defense finally came around uh, on the last weekend of play. Um, and, you know, the, the exciting part, too, is, is you know, I said this uh, to another uh, at another interview, you know, imagine the experience the freshmen from every school in the country got this year at the MPSF level. They only played Cal, USC, and Stanford and UCLA. And, you know, we had seven guys, seven freshmen on that final roster, um, which, is, which is huge. And the reality is, is for them to hang in there against – Obviously, incredible programs with Stanford and, and USC uh, was really special and, and special in a way um, because of what we've all been going through uh, for the past year. So to, to see it through and to have the NC2As go off, um, it, it, it was a really special one. All right. Uh, it's an Olympic year, but we're going to talk about that another time. I'm going to let you go because uh, uh, I love talking to you about <laughs> A, a subject actually that hasn't really gotten a lot of attention just again for all the reasons that we talked about but anyway coach adam wright thank you very much thank you james and we'll see you soon that's it for today we'll return soon with more of the total water polo podcast but thank you for listening and telling a friend about us and of course subscribe and do all the podcasty stuff on most of the biggest distribution channels also you can go to totalwaterpolo.com forward slash give to help us remain advertising free and while you're there go check out our collection of total water polo and tx water polo goodies by clicking gear at the top of the menu and of course for the latest on water polo in texas subscribe to the tx water polo podcast but until next time so long from austin texas
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.